Well, we continue to learn the Varim Haundim Buru Moshe Olam, things that sit at the top of the world, things on which the world uh, is based as we as we work our way through the Masechta. On Daf Yud Amud Beis, on the top of Yud Aleph Amud Aleph, we get to the famous Machlokus Rabbi Yezer and Rabbi Yeshua about whether the world was created in Tishrei or in Nisan. We have two Rosh Hashanahs, we, we know we have four Rosh Hashanahs, but the two Rosh Hashanahs that we're dealing with here is Tishrei, as we keep Rosh Hashanah, and Nisan, the month of Nisan, the month of the Geula, is also a Rosh Hashanah. But there's even a machlokis as to when the world was actually created. Was it, was it Tishrei or not? We say on the, the davening on, in, on Rosh Hashanah, Hayom Harat Olam, this was the day of the birth of the world. Well, not so simple. The Rabbi Yeshua says it was Nisan. And the fact is, as we'll see, Lahalacha, we go like Rabbi Yeshua. The, the, we, we treat the world as having been created in Nisan, not in Tishrei. Although we make a big thing about the birthday of the world in Tisha, and that's not how we pass him, we pass him like Rabbi Yeshua. Uh, and it's always intrigued me, what, what is this machlokis about? Not, is it that important? What difference does it make? Why is the Gemara occupying us? It's not a history book, an ancient history book that deals with the creation of the world. It's not a science book. Why would the Gemara be dealing with when the world was created? What difference does it really make? And um, several years ago, I had to be in, in Curacao. Curacao is a place I always wanted to be on. Firstly, I, uh, it's an, an island, a Dutch-owned island in the Caribbean, as you know. You've probably taken people to visit Curacao, Joey. Not only have I been there a couple of times, but my cousin owns a big department store. Oh, is that right? You've actually got a cousin who lives there. Uh, so I've always been interested. Firstly, I had a friend who was, who was the role in Curacao for a while, a, a colleague of mine in South Africa. and then, um, But most important, Curacao was, saved many, many Jews in the, in the Second World War. They were able to get visas to Curacao. And, and, and they stayed there during the war. There's a, and there's been a Jewish community. The oldest functioning shul in the world is in Curacao. It's unfortunately not an Orthodox shul anymore, but it's the oldest functioning shul in the world uh, is there. So I've always been very interested. I had to be there, and I had to be there on a Friday, which meant I had to stay on a Shabbos. Uh, and the, there's a wonderful young Rov there who, who took care of me, Rabbi Foyle Silva, and his wife ran a, a community there. There's a, now an Orthodox shul there, not just the ancient shul that isn't orthodox. It's a very nice orthodox shul which he heads. And, um, and I had a wonderful Shabbos with him. While I was waiting for Kiddush in his house, waiting for his guests and family to arrive, I picked a sefer off the, off the shelf. You know, in the old days where they used to have sforim in people's houses, uh, you had an opportunity for Hashem to communicate with you through just picking up a sefer and opening it. And uh, what you see is what you need to see. Now, if you want to have everything online, that there isn't that opportunity for serendipity, as we've discussed before, with navigation systems, the same applies. With Sforim in the house, it's terribly important to have Sforim in the house. So I picked the Sefer off the, randomly off his shelf. It happened to be some Sichot of the, of the Lubavitcher Rebbe. And where I opened it, the Lubavitcher Rebbe said something that I found so wild that I, I couldn't believe he actually said it. Uh, he said that really the, there, we have two Torahs. One Torah starts at Bereshis, and one Torah starts at Achodesh Hazelachem. I didn't have a chance to read much further. Kiddush started, and I just troubled me the whole Shabbos, and, and it just didn't make any sense to me. And then um, a few days later, I don't even remember how that happened, another random picking up of a sefer, I opened up the Drashot Haran. So the Ran is a very important Rishon that we use an awful lot. He wrote on the Rif, he wrote on Shas. 14th century Spain, so he's at the end of the period of the Rishonim. He's got the advantage of all the Rishonim, all the Spanish Rishonim particularly, and he writes, and he has a very beautiful style. 
The run, some Rishonim are difficult to read and difficult to understand. The run is so easy to read and understand. Uh, on the Dorim, we use the run instead of Rashi. We don't have a proper Rashi on the Dorim, so we use the run. And, and the run on the Dorim is amazing. And he wrote 13 essays. Uh, so he's again, he's bridging this time of the Rishonim, almost coming into the time of the Achronim, although not yet. But you see, he's interested in philosophy and he's writing essays and and giving drashot, so we, his, the, the, the style already is changing. And he wrote these, these drashot, the drashot haran. And um, in, the, in, the third, in the third drashah, the ran says an amazing thing, which is based on the first Rashi in Chumash, which is also a Rashi that I've never understood, where Rashi says the Torah should have started with HaChodesh HaZelachem. That should have been the first, mission, the first word of the Torah. Because that's the first mitzvah. And why did it start at Rashi's? Because, and Rashi goes on to tell a story. It says, says the Lubavitcher Rebbe in that piece that I read, there, there are two, there's one Torah that starts at Achodesh Hazelachem, and then it goes through to the end of the Torah and starts again. And, and you want to know the background? Well, Rashi's borrow, then it will give you at the end of the whole thing, the creation. But it starts with the story of the Gula. And there's another Torah which starts at Barashis. The two, two, two Torahs we've got. That was so, so wild. And, and, and he bases it also on this Rashi. But Rashi seems to say the Torah should have started with Achodesh Azelachem, but doesn't. And the Rebbe Rebbe said, well, it, it does. One Torah does actually. You've got to read the Torah in two ways. There's one Torah, the one way of reading the Torah is starting with Achodesh Azelachem. One way of reading the Torah is starting at Barashit Bara. The run, the, the run says, Explaining two systems of, of, of laws, of, of rules of physics, so to say. And one is called Chok HaTeva and one is called Chok HaBoire. One is physical rules, laws of nature, and laws of the Boire, of the Creator. Two systems. And he says, What can't be done using the laws of physics can be done using the laws of the Boire. And then he goes on and says, we've got to establish, why does it say, HaChodesh Hazeh Lachem? It should just say, HaChodesh Hazeh, Rosh Chodashim. Ki HaChodesh Hazeh Mitzad Atzmo Enenu Rosh Chodashim. Because naturally, Nisan is not Rosh Chodesh. Because it's a, it's a lunar month. So we've got, there's no reason why the year should start at Nisan. It could start any month, because it's just a lunar cycle. It's not any, the solar cycle, we understand. The year starts at a certain point in the, in the year. You can choose where that is, and then a year later it comes around. But that there should be 12 months in the year. It's just random in a way. Um, and the, but the Torah says we count months, we count 12 months, and, and Nisan is the first one. And he goes on to explain it, and he says, And I saw this, and I had to ask Mechila from the Lubavitcher Rebbe for a moment of, pass, of a passing thought that, that, that his comment was so wild. It's a run. It's a Mephurusha run. The run says... The Torah starts with Achodesh Azelachem. Rashi says it doesn't. It starts with Tishrei. It should have started Achodesh Azelachem. Says the run, it does start with Achodesh Azelachem. There are two places. The Torah is a circular story, and you and it can start at, at Tishrei. You can read it starting in Tishrei, and you can read it starting in Nisan. Because the way we count the year should be based on the, shosha, the roots of Torah, not the roots of nature. The way we're governed is not by the laws of physics only, but also by the laws of, of human behavior. The, the, the universe responds to the way we behave. Our choices determine how the, how the world, how the world responds to us. 
And so the Ran explains that there are two systems of law, there are two systems of Torah, so to say. There's the natural Torah, which is the Torah, the book of history, and it starts with the world was created by Hashem, and that was in... And when we think of Tishrei, that's where nature starts. Nature starts in Tishrei. But the second system, the system that governs us, which is the law of Hashem, that starts in Nisan. That's when that system was introduced. And, and which system do we, we live in? We have the choice. If we want to live in the system of, of, of nature, then we live randomly. We do live by the laws of physics. And then if somebody says, why did this terrible thing happen to such a nice person? The answer is, bad luck, random, things happen. There's just, it's just the, that, that's how the world operates. Laws of physics, but if it's if we live in the if we choose to live in the law in the world of Hashgacha, where we have a relationship with Hashem and where we can daven for things and where we can intervene in things and where He can intervene for us and there's Hashgacha Pratit, that's a separate law. So the fact that there's Hashgacha, when you ask yourself, do we live in a random world or do we live in a world of Hashgacha Pratit where Ein Mikre uh, Baolam, there's nothing that is that is coincidental. That's your choice. Do you want to live in a world of coincidence or do you want to live, live in a world of Nisim? Do you want to live in a world that's governed by Tishrei or do you want to live in a world that's governed by Nisan? That's each of, our make, we, each of us makes that choice. And we make that choice every day. And we make that choice many times every day. It's not a static thing. We move in and out of these different worlds. It depends where our head is. It depends where our thinking is. Which world are we living in? We've got to choose. These are two worlds nested within one another, and we choose where we want to, where we want to live. Again, coincidentally, or Bashkocha. Just yesterday, I was learning a piece of Shira Das with my daughter. Uh, the Shira Das is, is uh, Yosef Yudalei Bloch, the, uh, the famous Rosh Hashiva of Tells between 1910 and 1930. Uh, there, my father learned in Tells just after his time. Rabbi Yitzchak Bloch was the Rosh Hashiva. His son was the Rosh Hashiva. And then his other son, Rabbi Limeir Bloch, and his son-in-law, Rabbi Baruch Sorotskin, took the yeshiva to America and founded Telza Yeshiva in, in Cleveland. That was the tradition, the Telza tradition. The Telza tradition was, was very progressive. Rabbi Zalei Bloch was very progressive. He built high schools. He built rabbinic training courses. He realized Rabbonim aren't being trained to be Rabbonim. And he used to take the, the, the finest, some of the finest boys, I think he only took 12 at a time, and trained them to be Rabbonim. It's a, it's a terrible thing today as well. People aren't trained to be Rabbonim. They're taught Yeridea. They're taught uh, uh, maybe Cheshun Mishpat if they get there. They learn how to pass. And they're taught, they're taught how to be Rabbonim. How do you deal with people? How do you counsel? How do you understand human situations? How do you speak? How do you give a shir? How do you give a drosha? How do you construct? They're not taught these things. And he was one of the first who built in, the, in Western Europe, in Germany, there were places, but not in Eastern Europe. And he started training Rabbonim. And then he had a teacher's seminary he did, and girls' schools, and girls' seminaries. He built, he built a whole system of education, very, very progressive. And he, we have the Shiru Das of his, which are deep shiurim on, on matters of philosophy, and Mashova, and Musa. And, and in the one that I was just learning yesterday, he talks about also the two forms of, of laws. Just as you can operate the world using physics, you move something, that's physics. It, it, it moves, you drop something, it falls, that's physics. That's how Hashem, the, the algorithm by which Hashem created the world, that physical laws should exist, whether you're keeping the Torah or not. You, if, if it's you're being the Chal Shabbos, you get into your car, you turn it on, the car will start, should, should start. Uh, that Hashem allows the world to operate by the laws of physics, but there's this other overlaying system, which if you understand, you can access. 
שאנו קוראים להם בשם כוחות סגולים, we talk about סגולות. What are these? This is an energy on, on the shirim that I give on Erev Rosh Chodesh, on Shabbos Mavorchim, at the shul. Um, I try and, and understand the, the energy, the, the powers, the energies using the second system of each month, because each month has a different energy to it. What is the energy of the month and how do you access it and how do you use it and what can it be used for? These are the segulot. Shebe'emet gam heim kochot tivim, because the segulot are also natural forces. Shehutzbu'u bivriyah birtzon Hashem which Hashem integrated into the world, they're also a system of algorithms. So they're two systems of algorithms that work. And, and one needs to know how to operate with them both. There's the physical rule which, which exists and always exists, but there's another system that overrides the physical and sometimes can dominate the physical. That's when a nace happens. When something happens which is, which is out, of the, out of the physical universe in its normal sense. But even that is integrated. These two systems work side by side. 99.99% of human beings live in one system. That's all they know is this one system, the laws of physics. But you can live what we as B'nai Torah, that's why we, one of the reasons why we learn Torah, is what is the second system and how do you work with it? How do you live with it? How do you operate by it? Uh, how do you incorporate it in your day-to-day -day life? How do the two systems work together with one another? That's what we learn about every morning and, and any time we learn. That's what we're learning. And that's our choices which, which, in which of those worlds we want to operate. So the Machlokis, Rabbi Yezer and Rabbi Yeshua, about whether the world was created in Tishrei or Nisan, the way we understand it was created in both. The one system, physics, was created in Tishrei. And the, the Kochot HaBorei, as the Iran calls it, or the Kochot Seguliyim, as, as, as the Tel Zorov calls it, that was created in Nisan. And these are two systems of, of laws of, of, of nature, and we are able to incorporate these laws of nature, to use these laws of nature, to synthesize these laws of nature, and to live lives where the world is in sync with us and with the choices that we make. And in Eretz Yisrael, we see that even more than anywhere else, that we, we, we feel the world operating by a different system. It's not just the normal system of cause and effect. There's another system going on. And in Eretz Yisrael, it's much easier to feel that on a day-to-day -day basis, but it's important to be able to understand it and to learn how to access it.